welcome to today's Eco Marketing Podcast, where we welcome special guest Amy Ossaker. Always with her finger on the pulse of cool, Amy's background is a blend of corporate, nonprofit, and entrepreneur expertise. She's provided strategic consulting for businesses and chambers of commerce and marketing, fundraising, social media, and PR based on her own success in design and in sales and owning a couple of businesses herself, including a craft beer bar she co-owns now. But today we're speaking to Amy from her responsibilities as executive director of Envision Charlotte, an impressive and leading global model of urban sustainability. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. Thanks for having me, Leslie. Now, we typically interview marketers for marketers, but I love it when we can add true sustainability leaders in the mix, especially green pioneers like yourself. Tell us a little bit about your own journey. I'm particularly keen to know how you align all these important partnerships collectively for Charlotte's progress as a global smart city. How have you grown it and kept it growing? Yeah, so I would say that Charlotte is really known for its public-private, and I like to throw in PLUS partnerships, Uh, the PLUS being the utility providers and universities. And we really have a strong background of getting projects done here in Charlotte that way. So when I started with um, Envision about eight years ago, they had an awesome program going where they had 61 huge corporate buildings involved with the city and the downtown association and Duke Energy around an energy efficiency program. And so we reduced energy use by 19.2% and 26 million square feet. And it took, you know, a collective effort to do that. (laughs) I know it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, people are like, how did you herd that many cats to, you know, all agree to do the same thing? Um, So since then, we've taken that same model and we brought in corporate partners who have aligned sustainability goals or circular economy goals with the city, with us. And then if we see opportunities, we just, you know, grab someone else and bring them into the mix and define a program and move it to through its successful pilot and into implementation. It's great as a part of this. It sounds like you've got partners with similar goals, right? And that's how you how you connect. Um, Thank you. Now, you work with a broad target market. It's really across the entire city. Um, So I'm interested in your insights regarding the public's top environmental concerns today. Well, I mean, everyone's top of mind is climate change. But climate change is really one of those, everyone knows we need to figure out climate change. But it's, you know, as you know, it's a whole bunch of different things. It's, you know, renewable energy to better use of resources. And so I think one of the the bigger concerns today is all around recycling and a lot with plastics. You know, there's a lot of conversation about plastics and plastics in oceans and in our drinking. And since, you know, China stopped taking a lot of our recyclables, where's it going? How's it getting to, you know, places other than the landfill? So I think the top environmental concerns for individuals really is is really around recycling right now. It makes a lot of sense. We cer- certainly hear a lot about that and, um, and a lot about plastics. So when people are making decisions, especially eco decisions right now, um, and we can use plastics as an example, like what drives them to make those decisions? Is it guilt? Is it trendiness? 
um, or on the other side, what keeps them from making environmentally friendly decisions? I, I do think it has a lot to do with demographics. So as we see, you know, there are different drivers for different audiences as in everything. Um, I think that if you look at the different areas, for example, we're looking at how do you get rid of the plastic bag in a retail store? And, you know, one of the data points came up is that men do not like to carry bags that don't have anything in, in them. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> for fashion? <laughs> not you know, like taking a, your own bag into a grocery store. Like they don't right. want to carry an empty bag into a grocery oh, store. Oh, right. Like our reusable canvas bags. I see. <laughs> That's a girl thing. They're fine if it's full. They just don't want to take it in, you know, empty. And so overcoming those hurdles, I think, is is challenging. Um, but women don't care. You know, they carry purses or whatever. So you, you kind of have to segment it out. I'll give you a really good example. Our local utility here did a bunch of research on how to motivate people around energy efficiency. You know what they found is that if they sent you a bill comparing you to your neighbors and you weren't doing as well, it would drive behavior on energy efficiency. I love <laughs> so, it. I love know, it. Public shaming is very good. <laughs> okay. Public shaming or, you know, kind of join the crowd, maybe <laughs> on the positive spend. Uh, I mean, if, you if it's to- not just you, no, you're right. It is kind of uh, that piece of it. Well, so you mentioned the utilities. Where do consumers um, and just the public overall, where do they get what well, they I was going to say, where do they get their environmental information? But there's lots of sources. Where do you think they trust getting the right information? You know, I think that's really challenging, just given our environment right now, candidly. And you think about, you know, different stores. We have Whole Foods here that, you know, had a really big sustainability push where they had five different bins that you could put like your fork in one, your plate in one, your cup in one. And what you find is that if people are overwhelmed by a decision, you know, if they have too many options and it's too complicated, they, they just shut down and they don't do it. You know, I, I don't know if this fork goes in, I'm just putting it in this one. Mm. And I think that for marketers, the you need a very simple message of if you're trying to get them to know that the products are going to the right place of end of life, or they were um, resourced with care, uh, water resources and energy were taken into a, you know account when they were made, or you could drop it off at the end of life here. It's got to be really easy, make sense, and you can't give people overwhelmed information around that. Um, but in terms of like one source where you go for environmental information, you know, it, there's just too many. I mean, I think it's whatever your focus is. If you're interested in plastics, there's a lot of great organizations that give you a lot of information on plastics, even the EPA here in the United States. So I think that's a really tricky question. Yeah, but there's a point in there that I really like that you mentioned as far as simplifying the message. So one of the topics that's come up repeatedly on the podcast is, you know, not waiting for perfect and talking about each step of the journey. Um, and so I think simplifying the message for the consumer as well, um, or your target audience to say, we're going to do this one thing, and this is this is how you recycle this specific package, um, and not try to talk about every other um, activity that's put a potential or, or going on. Um, so with that, I guess I'm, I'm thinking about then extending it. So if I'm a marketer, I've simplified the message. I'm talking to folks about uh, the things that are 
interesting to them, knowing that there's a demographic difference. What about the partnerships? Um, because that is something that you have, as you mentioned, done quite a lot of. And can they help build um, the trust and a relevant green message for a company? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Um, we have one of our focuses is plastics. And so we were talking with two of our corporate partners here, Sealed Air, which does air pillows and bubble wrap, you know, that you get in packages. Yep. And yep. then a lot of that, <laughs> the packages yep. have been coming in this year. <laughs> oh yeah, they've done well. And you know, the problem too, is you can't curb it in the United States. You can't curbside recycle flimsy plastics because they're not good for MRFs, which are the materials recovery facility. And then we also have our corporate partner, Coca-Cola Consolidated. They're a bottler and they have lots of plastic bottles. And so we actually brought together Sealed Air and Coke and our Charlotte area transit system, believe it or not, donated a bus for us. And we retrofitted this bus and we would drive this bus around to corporations to pick up their plastics. And it was a really interesting partnership, like I said, between the city, CATS, um, and between two of our corporate partners to pick up this plastic and get it back to both Coke and Sealed Air, which two, I mean, yeah, they're both plastics, but they're completely in two different areas. And so now we do a lot together with Sealed Air and Coca-Cola Consolidated, which is very interesting. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And not not the partners you would necessarily think of when you go to do the the green messaging, but certainly uh, a big part of recycling as you as you shared. Right. With, with all of your knowledge in this space, this is what I was thinking over overnight. You must see folks every day trying to do the right thing, but in reality, misaligned. Um, can you share any recent examples? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest issues in the world right now is recycling. And it's broken. It's 100% broken. And it's not just broken in the United States. Like we took a bunch of city leaders over to Europe and, you know, Barcelona brags that they have five bins that they separate everything out. And if you actually peel behind the curtain, it's still all majority of it is either being incinerated or going to a landfill. So I think that, and people want to recycle, you know, they want to. Yeah. I think everybody, I mean, I know that there's a wish cycling piece where people contaminate as well on that whole, I just want to do the right thing. I'll put it in the right place. If you can take care of it for me. Well, yeah. And, you know, like, I can't tell you, I, you know, I'm at a party, well, years ago when we could be at parties and someone would say, you know, my recycling bin is more full than my regular bin. I'm like, that's not necessarily a good thing. If you're throwing the wrong things in there, you've just made all of your neighbors go to landfill with you, you know? And so I think that the biggest change we could see in the future is we need to radically change recycling People need to have individual accountability around recycling. You can't just throw it in a bin that everyone throws it in. So if yours is wrong, you're just hurting everybody else. So I think, you know, that to me is what's been going wrong and where we need huge interventions and creativity going forward. And I'm thinking from the marketer's perspective, uh, how we use this in events and other things, right? And just helping helping people through that. Um, well, on the hopeful side, you must see examples um, where brands are doing this right. Are there any of your favorites where you go, you know, you're just kind of back there cheering them on or uh, using them as examples? Yeah. Um, there's a company, Rothy's, their shoes. Uh, they're made out of plastic bottles and they're, you know, they're not inexpensive shoes. They're super comfortable. They're super cute. 
Um, but you're cheering on a company like that that are taking plastic bottles and making them into shoes. And I think that there are so many awesome opportunities to take materials that are destined for the landfill, kind of te technically free material, right? And turning it into new products. So I see a huge wave of innovations coming. I foresee in the future people will be doing landfill mining to find resources out of the landfill. So I, I think that's where I'm hopeful. That's interesting. Yeah. And there's, the, I mean, we had uh, someone on the podcast that was using uh, ocean plastics for yeah. really high-end merchandise as well, um, sought out by big brands uh, around the world. So yeah, that's interesting. And and one of the things that our packaging podcast mentioned was sometimes it's hard to get the materials, right? That there's such a demand for it, which is, which is great. Um, you know, it's, it's very hopeful that there's so much demand for it. Um, now for the marketers that are on the call, um, you know, if you were to meet with us at, uh, for maybe a beer at your craft beer bar, <laughs> um, what would you say? Just like straight, straight talk. What are some do's and don'ts that you would say, like, please do this and do less of that when you're, you know, going about your marketing, particularly when you're trying to be more green? Well, I think if you're marketing to a consumer and, um, you're marketing for larger companies or smaller companies. I think being honest and transparent is huge. I mean, if you say, you know, this company is zero waste and someone walks into the establishment and sees a trash can with a bunch of, you know, garbage in it, it you, you've, you've lost it, you know? So I think aspirational goals are great and being honest with where you are and where you're going on them. But I think transparency and honesty. Otherwise, it's just it, it just hurts everything, which is probably marketing 101, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and what's next for you on your green journey? What have you got planned for the next year that you're excited about? Yeah, well, we're working on two big initiatives. One is um, a new way to recycle. So hyper-local, um, smaller kind of recycling initiatives. But then the second one is we're working with... Um, a group called Beyond the Bag, which is IDEO and um, uh, closed loop partners on getting rid of the plastic bag. And so we have some really cool uh, um, innovations coming out. And hopefully at the end of the year, we're going to have some pilots and some of the big retailers and try to get rid of that single use plastic bags in major retailers. I love it. It definitely seems like an achievable goal. I don't, I'm not sure how you're going to, have you thought about how you're going to address these men and how they're going to, what bag they're going to take out of the store? <laughs> you know, we're still working on that. But <laughs> 500 billion single use plastic bags used every year. So it's so doable, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're on the case. Um, and I really appreciate you joining the podcast today. Um, I want to reiterate some of your key takeaways from the audience, some of the notes that I've taken. Um, and first, I, I can't, I can't think about this conversation without going back to the beginning and your, your discussion around public, private, and plus partnerships and where you can su succeed by not just standing on your own, but looking at what um, other companies are doing, struggling, have stories stories about that you can align. Um, so the first takeaway that I've taken is partnerships. Um, the second is taking a look at the plastics problem and the recycling. I'm going to call that an opportunity, <laughs> um, but understanding it's not perfect today and just kind of thinking through. I mean, again, anything that we're doing 
if we do have plastics and we've say an event for a marketer that we have it really clarified for our uh, attendees, you know, on how to separate appropriately and, and what is, what is recyclable and what isn't and, and, and how to manage that. And then to wrap it up, really to simplify the message, um, the honesty, the transparency, but really taking it back to even your examples of um, the the utility bills and um, the forks, uh, you know, at the uh, grocery store and just making it easier for your audience. And I think, again, I love that as a real big point because we're challenged with it as marketers because there's so much out there. But if we can kind of think from the audience perspective, they, they're, they're in the same place. So if we can just start with where we are in our journey, be honest about it and make it easy for uh, the next person, um, which is the person we want to partner with, usually um, our target audience and consumers. So thank you for that, Amy. Um, some great takeaways. And um, that's a wrap. Remember, everybody, it's our individual micro decisions every day that make a difference and collectively will make a big difference. So think about it. What are you doing just a little greener today? 